happiness begins within us, no matter what our externals are. We have the exquisite power to even in a kind word with someone else, create lasting joy that will impact a person's life beyond our imagination. And it all begins inside us. I don't know if you're gonna see this voice moment. I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? Are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. P.S. Be the person who you'd want to meet. Because somebody needs you. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Are You Happy Podcast. As of late, we've been all over the place going from the business world to the everyday world and interviewing so many wonderful souls about happiness. Today is no exception. We have an amazing collective called Echo, and we have met them via Podmatch. If you haven't heard of Podmatch, you need to, so be sure to check it out. So Echo team, so lovely to have you guys. Welcome and let everybody know that you're here. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) And just for those listening because they can't see you. Like I can, your beautiful faces. So we have Michaela Cox, we have Lisa Jones, we have Amy Weishouse, and Debbie Wimberly. So the first question I have for you, ladies, is are you happy? And we'll go around in a circle starting with Michaela. I think generally, yes. But as you'll hear probably in what we talk about, we've all had our share of challenges and tribulations. And when those hard times come, you may not feel happy, but I believe happiness is a choice and that even in the hard times, it's your job to choose what you want to be if you can. And it may be smaller amounts or in different places than what was the norm, but you can still look for things to enjoy and find joy in. And if I can ask, what are some of the things that you've found joy in on your path? Recently, in the last six years, it would be in my children and in my friends and my work. And would that work being the echo work or other works? <laughs> echo and a whole bunch of other stuff. How long you got? No. <laughs> Our plates are always very full of projects and endeavors. I'm an author and trying to create a program and always working on something. Do you find like the fulfillment is met for you when you're working on all of these various projects? Is that the fulfillment part for you? Yes. And knowing that I'm getting my truth and my message out into the world to hopefully empower other people to find their own way in their own journeys. And maybe despite what I've been through in my journey, that maybe it can not be wasted and not be for naught and help someone else along their own journey. And Lisa, how about you? Are you happy? Yes. I'll echo what Michaela was saying. And most of mine starts with every day I wake up and I get an opportunity to be alive first. And second, I get to play. So everything that I do in my work and in life, I make out a game out of. So for me, I'm constantly a kid. So it doesn't matter how old you are. You can still act like a kid and play. Yes. And you said play. That stood out right away. So what do you mean by play? (laughs) Play. Like, so everything that I do, like whether it's work and I have a project that's due, I'll make some type of game out of it to accomplish it. So it allows me to be more productive and it also allows me to be fun. I'm always revisiting my childhood because I'm thinking, okay, the game Duck, Duck, Goose. Like, how can I play this? How can I fuse different elements of different games that I remember playing as a kid into my current life, even though I'm obviously not five anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's delightful and I think that it gives you this really awesome energy and it's a trend that we need to start. But can I ask you, where did that come from? Was it something that you just thought up out of 
of nowhere or did it come from an inspiration from somewhere else? Oh, that's a good, good question. So when I was little, I was constantly playing. That's what I did. I was always playing new games. Like I'd walk home from the bus stop and I'd make a game out of it. Like, which way can I walk home today? Like it was never the same path. And I was always doing different things like that. My favorite game was Miss Pac-Man, one of them. But I had this school project, which was like when I was a little kid around 10 or 11 years old. And that really was the trigger for me creating games as a way to solve problems. So that's kind of how I fell into it currently. And that's what I do for a living. So I get to live my passion. And then also the other thing that inspires me every day is my daughter, who is five, who lights up because that's all she's doing is playing. So she constantly keeps play in the forefront for me. That's really awesome. I really enjoyed that. Thank you for sharing. Amy, how about yourself? Are you happy? I'm extraordinarily happy. And I, like my colleagues here, I have a blank slate, a clean canvas every day that I can paint in the most vivid colors. I am a lifelong teacher and learner. And I recently realized that I must have been born with a little piece of chalk in my baby hand because my mom was a teacher and I think it's in my DNA. And I had a sister with special needs and learning and the joy of connecting and exploring and self-discovery has always been such a part of my life. So with that adventurous spirit based on gratitude and appreciation for others and knowing the happiness we all bring with our words and our actions to others, I'm embarking on Your Life Matters, YLM. It's a journey to create our own journals and life stories of gratitude and appreciation and celebration of the people in our lives. And nothing could bring more joy to ourselves and to others. That is amazing. I really like the picture that you painted with that clear canvas. How long did it take for you to come around to understanding the importance of gratitude in your life and that self-discovery and really embracing that freeness? It probably was whenever I realized that my sister had Down syndrome and that I was so privileged in so many ways compared to thinking, well, she'll never drive a car and she'll never maybe have a baby and maybe never get married. And, and just the little simple things in life, in contrast, made me so happy that I, I was privileged and grateful. And, and yet my sister was a tremendous, happily person. She was so joyful. As a matter of fact, her name was Joyce. And she embodied joy in the simplest ways. So I think when I finally got over the idea of, all right, her differences in our generation were not well received. She was called a lot of nasty names and there were no privileges, no accommodations in the schools yet. She got kicked out of kindergarten. We're talking about the, we're talking about around 1958 or earlier there. So we're talking about a different perspective of people with special needs. And when I got over the shame, she was different. And that was short-lived because we had so much fun together. She was my sister and my partner in crime. So when I realized truly how special she was and how happy she could be and was compared to so many people I knew that were having really sad lives. That's when I learned very early on that I just could take nothing for granted. And is she still here with us? No, but miraculously, she passed in 2017 at the age of 73. Wow. What a life. She was expected, having been born in 1944, 
to have hardly even reached her teens. Wow. We had a previous guest before whose mother, she was she was handicapped her entire life. And her son had a somewhat similar experience in that all of his joy, all of his gratitude and all of his appreciation for everything living was at the root with her. And so having those people in our lives, especially for, for him and, and for yourself, it just seems like a tremendous blessing to have them. And she's still here, right? She's still in your heart all the time. Definitely. And so many people through my sharing about her recently have really gotten to love and appreciate her. And they'll say, we want to hear more about Joycey. And it's such a beautiful testimony to her. She also was extremely innocent. These are God's children. And she was extremely pure and innocent. And when you have the oh miracle of having someone in your life who's that divine without even knowing her power and her ability to be an influencer, and a positive force in the world, there couldn't be more happiness for me to describe. You know, if I closed my eyes right now and joined her, I mean, I couldn't be happier for what she brought to my life. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure everyone that hears about her feels the same way. I received so much from hearing about her and, and I hope that, yeah, you'll continue that tradition. She sounds amazing and I'm so glad that you shared that with us. So thank you for that. Debbie, no pressure. Not really. <laughs> your life is your experience, of course, which is, you know, and, and that's what I love so much about Are You Happy is that, you know, look at all these various experiences that you guys have and all of these amazing truths that you've just shared. Like there's so much. So Debbie, are you happy? <laughs> I'm very happy. I'm extremely happy. I'm thankful for the life that I have and that I have this ability to be here today and talk. Something I'm not supposed to have. I was supposed to not be living now. I was giving it five years to live and I have gone and found a way to do what doctors couldn't do and improve my health. And I am excited every day to wake up and enjoy this day. I live from day to day. This is the day we have. This is the day we get to enjoy. And I want everybody to learn how to do that. Because when you do that, you see the world in a whole different way. I'll say, I feel like you, you really know what it's like to live <laughs> every day. You're literally doing that. And I can hear the gratitude and having that next day. If it's okay, can you share more with us about like when you found out that you had this short time left? Sure. I developed Mac lung disease, which is a form of TB. It's either caused by air, water, or dirt. We don't understand how or why I got it. And I was in the middle of being denied treatment for chronic pain. And I developed the flu and I have COPD. I have a long, whole long list of health issues. But I couldn't do the traditional treatments that go along for treating Mac lung disease. It impacted all my muscles and tendons. And I couldn't even lift my arms enough to turn on a light switch. And I had a 24-hour caregiver. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was just surviving. And and I found my endocannabinoid system and started experimenting and learning. I took my medical training. I do have a medical background and started learning about that. And lo and behold, I'm doing things that no one ever thought I would be doing. And I was told to just accept that this was going to be my life and there was nothing anybody else could do for me. And I have the attitude that doesn't set with me. And so I'll go find another way. And I did. And that's why I'm here today to share this message. And I want everybody to learn that they can be their own health quality advocate. That's so true. And I'm so glad you said that. You're inspiring. Your life day to day is inspiring. There are people who speak words and inspire us that way. And then there's people whose lives, they're, they're living, right? They're breathing. That inspires us. And you're one of those people. So thank you. Thank you. And I'm so, I'm so happy that, that, that you were able to advocate for yourself and take control. 
That sounds like, sounds very familiar. I had a doctor appointment and it was a talk therapist, right? She said that I'm unusual. So unusual in a good way. She said, you know, all the life things that have happened along your path should have affected you one way, but they didn't because you decided not to let them. Like I just, I just said, no, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to push through and I'm going to make it regardless of how things look. I just decided to push forward and it allowed me to surpass a lot of things. So it's kind of kind of unusual. That reminds me of you and that you you kind of forged your own path and you were like, no, I'm not gonna take your your advice. I'm gonna I'm gonna forge my own path and take what it is that I want to take from the experience. And it's interesting that you say that because I've always been told I'm not normal. And you know, by doctors and everybody that you're not normal. You don't do things normal. And so I have really lived my life kind of following Alice in Wonderland, Princess in the Pea, Humpty Dumpty, and Goldilocks, trying to build a life that works by using those stories. And it's really kind of interesting how I've been able to do that and go on my own curiosity and find solutions, heading down the, you know, whichever path it may be, trying to find that just right. And at times piecing myself back together with super glue. I think that there is there's a connection between all of you and I can see, well, you all have used descriptive words of either using something, whether it's a game or an idea or a concept and that kind of having a place in your life and how you've lived your life. There's a lot of connection in that for all of you. So that is really interesting. Before we talk about your group collective, which we are totally going to dive into, one of our traditions here in Are You Happy is one of my favorite questions of all. And we'll wrap around backwards, in fact. So, Debbie, if you could share a message with the world, any message at all, what would that message be? It would be that you have one hill and one life and no one lives either but you. So learn how to be in charge. And Amy, what is your message to the world? Mine is that happiness, which is synonymous with joy, begins within us. No matter what our externals are, we have the resources and the exquisite power to even in a kind word to someone else, create lasting joy that will impact a person's life beyond our imagination. And it all begins in Inside us. That's my message. That's an excellent message. Michaela, what's your message to the world? I like what y'all are talking about, and you're right. We're all kind of very similar creatures because y'all said it much more diplomatic than I would. I basically say my version of Debbie's is hold my beer and sit back and watch, okay? I'm still being diplomatic. The redhead in us, okay, Debbie, help me out. It's the redhead in us. I say life is a choice, and you can either be defined by your circumstances and define it for yourself, and that there are no guarantees in life. Life is short. We get one shot at it. So choose to strive to thrive in all things so you can live your best life. Very, very true. Very well said. And I like the comical twist. I think you're probably a very funny person and you're holding back. Well, that's Lisa's, that's Lisa's job. Lisa's the Canadian. Well, there you go. Lisa, what is your message to the world? Well, it's not to do constant stand-up. It, that just happens naturally for me. But I would say revisit your inner child and never stop playing because it's important that we treat our world as our playground and go out there and create something amazing. So keep on playing. My message. That's so true. I really like that. I really love meeting you guys today because you've you've already projected so much positivity and energy and, and really awesome ideas to our listeners and to me. So thank you. Okay, bye. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I know, right? Mic drop. (laughs) You guys are so good at this. I want to kind of throw it out there and see who picks it up. If you could share a message with someone that was struggling, what would that message be? Like if they were struggling, you know, to be happy. 
I'll take that one and then y'all can add to as well. Or do you want to go, Amy? Go ahead, go, Amy. You raised your hand. Well, I think we'll both have time. I think it, it's connection. It's connection. But the connection starts with self-love. And once we can learn how to not sabotage ourselves, but believe in ourselves, that's that's key to my mindset for happiness. We have to believe in ourselves, believe we can make a difference. And once we have that self-love and empowerment, and it's not that all difficult to have if we do it person to person. It could be the words of a grandmother. It could be the words of a classmate. It could be the words of a clergyman. It could be the words of a neighbor, a stranger. Once we empower ourselves with self-love, I believe that we then have the power to love everyone else and change the world. It's about human connection. And we I don't think we can have happiness in a vacuum. We all need to be connected. And we are living that now. We four are living that now. And we haven't met in person yet, but we are so connected, you know, that I expect Debbie to walk in my apartment. You know, we're connected and that's a source of our happiness. But we first have to believe in ourselves and then we take that self-love to each other. So my lovely Michaela, what do you want to say? She's the baby. I don't feel like it, but okay, I'll take that. My journey has started what I've often called 38 triple D and is not what you say. Nothing to do with physical appearance. I promise you that. But it's about the journey that started from birth of being the first D, legally blind, disability, my whole entire life, ever since I took my first breath and always will be. And then in 2005, I got divorced after a horrific first marriage. And then uh, not long after that divorce, I met the love of my life and he passed away tragically in 2017. So death. So by the age of 38 in 2017, I had experienced three Ds. So for me... And every one of those turning points in my life where knocks came, they were obstacles and they were life storms, but I had a choice to make and I could have chosen a very different path, but that's what it comes down to because we don't get out of tribulations or struggle in this life. So we're all going to face something. We just have to decide what we're going to do with it. And if you choose to be an overcomer, which we can all do if we choose to, with the right tools and resources, you can do it no matter what that obstacle is. And I've done it three times. Well, I'm still doing it with the more current one of the passing of my husband because grief never really ends. And I'm raising two kids on my own. But yeah, that's what it is for me. It's that's what we have to do in life. And that's the way you do it if you want to. Making that choice to push forward and to keep going despite everything mm -hmm. happening, was that a gradual thing or is it something that it took a, only like a short amount of time to, to transition into? I feel like I learned a lot of what I talked about earlier on in life because with the disability your whole entire life, you either do or you don't, you know, you either get it, you know, you, you have to make that choice. And when you do learn it, it helps you throughout your whole life. Cause like I said, I've had this disability since I was born. So I never had quote unquote normal life, whatever the heck normal is. I mean, good luck trying to find that. <laughs> but anything that was what most people would think of a regular experience without a disability. And then so when I got divorced, I used that same skill set that helped me through my disability to help me figure out, okay, what now? And then I had to use it again, kind of like muscle memory when my husband John passed away in 2017 and I'm still using it. So it's like I pulled back and reached back into what I'd already learned as a kid. I think that was true about me, no matter 
what happened after it was true before the divorce. It was true before meeting John. It was my truest self and what I knew I was supposed to do. And that made me happy. And I, I felt like me again. So I went back to my writing and that's whether you realize it or not, it's like you're almost following your own internal breadcrumbs or something to create. If you pay attention to those clues or those breadcrumbs or those signs on the path and the quest, then you'll work towards finding yourself again. And that's how we get back to a game. Yes. <laughs> it's a full circle thing. I would like to hear Amy's in input here. Amy, complete the circle. Well, you know, I increasingly feel that when we do look to the past through guidelines, I feel that's vitally important. It's important also to see what people had an impact on our lives. What drew us to those people? What in them mirrors ourselves? Uh, who do we aspire to be? Who are role models? It may be someone iconic in pop culture or someone in the literary world, a movie character, someone in a novel from ninth grade. But I think when we have a sense of self-discovery, who we are, we can tap back into that happiness and that playfulness. And if it never existed, and there are some, I know people who don't have childhoods where anything happened that was happy. So I think by, again, connecting with people and discovering their examples of how they achieved happiness, I think we can learn so much. So, I mean, we're constantly creating happiness every day. We create it. And being inventive and playful, I've learned so much to be happy about and laugh about. We've even given ourselves little play names. I'm Mary Poppins and Lisa's Miss Pac-Man and Michaela's Ariel and our Debbie is Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole some days where she's just overwhelmed with all the volunteer work and everything that she's doing to bring education to others. So, I mean, we're, we're laughing about new things that were never even in our, our sphere before. Every day, someone's creating through this connectedness, joy and happiness, but we're sharing it and sharing it is what's so important. It's shared happiness. That's how we learn it. We have to share it. So even a few words, even 10 words to somebody can shape a lifetime. My high school English teacher wrote in my yearbook, to Amy and whom I often saw myself at 17. 10 words. Can you imagine the impact they had on me 33 years in the classroom in English and journalism? A whole life. 10 words. Happiness. All of you ladies are remarkable. Let's just get at that out there. Lisa, I really liked that you said that you have to look back to move forward. I think that's incredibly profound and so very true. So, and Deb, you said be happy in who you are. I think that's so true as well. It's necessary. Michaela, I really loved your following your internal bread. I think that's <laughs> awesome. And then Amy, you had so many. I, I really enjoyed that you said happiness is shared and that we created every day and then those connections with people. I think that that was so awesome. So thank you all for sharing that. Now, please tell us more about ECHO, Empowering Conversations of Hope and Opportunity. Is that right? Did I get that right? Okay. Where did the journey start? Go ahead. That's a good question. Debbie can take that one. But before we do that, I'd like to say this because we've hit on this several times and we haven't quite circled in on it. You've said how we all work well together. And I think that's what makes what we do so good is because we all do work together. Because even though we are individual and unique individuals with our own voices, stories, and messages, they still come together centered around the same ideas and it flows very well together. Go, Debbie, tell us how we got started. Well, we were all on a mission or a journey to become public speakers. And we were 
thrown into this cohort and there was a bunch of us and ended up everybody started falling away and there were three of us that were showing up consistently was Lisa, Michaela, and I. And then all of a sudden, Amy, little Miss Mary Poppins, as we call her, she just popped up in our meeting one day. And it was like, well, who's Amy? You know, we didn't know any different. We thought she was just somebody else that they added to the cohort and everything. Well, come to find out, she just happened to click on the Zoom link that day for our meeting and popped in. She wasn't even supposed to be there. So she crashed your Zoom? At all. (laughs) She Zoom bombed us. Wow. Before that was a trend. Wow. Look at you, trendsetter. And it took us a long time to even realize that. In fact, Amy was afraid to say anything because she was enjoying coming to this group so much. She was not going to say anything. And then one day her and I were talking and she was like, I have to tell you something. And so she tells me. And then, of course, you know, I couldn't be quiet about it. I had to go tell Lisa and Michaela what was going on and let them know. And so, you know, they were all getting to know one another really well. And it's like, you know what? We need to create a stage to take our messages forward so that we can share with everyone what we know so that they can have and find the quality of life that we're living. You can take one of our advice or you can take all of it. But together as a collective, we're bringing together messages that anybody can put into their life and utilize. And so how does the group meet? How do other people join your group? What does the group produce in addition to these experiences and sharing these really amazing stories? We are in the process of putting together our first summit. We're going to do a virtual one first, and then we're going to do one in Phoenix in October. And we are working on a book together with our collective messages. And we are using social media. You might call us a startup. We've been working together over a year and hours and hours a day. And we plan to model what we're doing now, to have conversations. That's the sharing part. That's the empowerment part, to have conversations around the world so that we can all realize our ownership of our lives, our happiness, our playfulness. You see how much more playful we've become since we've even known each other. Our well-being of our health. Debbie is so well-versed in the whole cannabis community and the benefits of remarkable strides being made in people's health and changing perceptions. Michaela has written books. Lisa, I mean, I'm going to say this, you know, there's layers to discover about the person sitting next to you. One of us overcame a brain tumor. One of us overcame 30 years of, 40 years of chronic debilitating Crohn's disease. There were so many layers here that... Only by noticing each other and helping each other and share can we find our commonalities and find happiness and joy, like we said. And you too, Vanessa, I want to hear your story too. You know, we've all overcome things and we've all had such privilege to have those problems and challenges that we could be on the other end of them and help others. Anybody else want to add on to that? I did want to add on to that. (laughs) How do you follow that? If we hadn't had these journeys, we wouldn't have this message to share. And that's what I'm so thankful for every day is that I have this message to share and I have the ability to bring someone something that they can utilize and maybe improve their health, their quality of health, improve their life. So, you know, each one of us bring a message that gives you that ability. And I'm just so thankful that I get to know these women and get to share this time and be able to distribute this message out to empower others to do for themselves because it's being in charge again of who you are and taking care of yourself. 
And what do you guys hope to achieve? Like, say, like, once your book is out, once your summit is going, like, what what do you guys envision as the goal for Echo? I think we hope to create a platform so that other people out there can say, I've got a story to tell, too, just as you're doing with the podcast, but to create more opportunities and hope for people to do the same, to find their voice, to know they have a voice, to know their voice is valued. Each one of us has the sincere conviction and belief that every life matters. Every one of our lives matter. (laughs) And because of that strong belief and because we've learned to walk the talk, that is our hope that others will just be lifted and able, you know, hopefully one day we'll be able to help others put on summits and get together four, six, ten other people to get their messages out. And that would be our ultimate goal. If you want to echo as echo. But I also think I'm hoping that in these people that our messages are hopefully reaching, that they'll see what we've done in our own journeys and lives and maybe be able to take some nuggets of wisdom and truth of that to apply to enable and empower themselves to do what they need to do for their own journeys to maybe overcome or live your best life or be more enjoy the power, play and find the joy and the and knowing their life matters. So it's it, I think it's both. I think it's dual faceted there. Yeah. I think that you guys are are certainly achieving some of those goals throughout the process, throughout this creation process of of what it is that you're building. Because even just listening to you guys, I've received so much and I'm sure the listeners also have received so much. So as you guys are building, you're helping so many people already, even just listening to you. And then if you build something that allows them to also share, they will also be able to help other people. It's so funny because you guys remind me so much of our essence and our core mission, which is sharing stories from all over the world because everyone has a story worth sharing. It's so <laughs> it's so similar. And I was so excited to meet you guys because you have a lot of the same ideals and a lot of core values that are so similar. So can you tell our audience where to find you, websites, socials, any upcoming projects that you guys want to shout out, anything at all, whether it's Echo or personal stuff. Well, we'll start with Echo. You can find us at echotalks.org for our website. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn at Echo Talks Summit. We're just rolling out our social media now, so that's just starting. We also are in the process of building a platform where people can join us and have conversations with us, ask us questions, things like that. So that will be rolling out here real soon. I personally am creating an effective newsletter with a collaborative team outside of this collaborative team to educate about your health and how you can actually make choices to be in charge and educate yourself. And I'm also a speaker and a coach. I would just like to leave with the message that we want people to think out of the box a little bit too, because when you think about out of the box a little bit, then you have the breath to be playful and to be exploratory and to be a little vulnerable too. You know, having four of us instead of one, that was you being out of the box a little bit today and challenging yourself and and hoping that it worked. And, you know, and, and being a little out of the box and a little bit on the edge is about courage. And courage, I believe, is one of the most important aspects of a person's personality. And I think everything follows courage because without courage, none of us would be here to even be happy. And courage, I think, comes from fear often. You know, it replaces fear and dispels fear. So we want to be a little out of the box in our creativity and in having people notice that 
it's okay. It's okay to be a little different. It's okay to be a little radical sometimes. We have a colleague who talks about radical acceptance of his bipolar life, you know, and, and how we all have to be radically accepting of each other. Very true. Very, very true. Michaela, what projects and links would you like to share, please, by all means? On the Echo front, we're, like we said, we're hoping and have our book out in the fall and then have our s- summit as well. So that's our collective projects we're doing. But as far as my personal projects, I am an author of nine books currently. I've got five series I'm building out. I do a lot of podcasting and I'm hoping to get some more books out this year and start a program that goes into my five steps that have been what's allowed me to travel my journey called Finding Grace Through Grief. And oh, I'm a single mom too. So <laughs> like you said, I think you can see our plates are always, you ask, what do we do? We're like, we're we're very busy, full people, multitaskers, overachievers, you know, anyway, so all the things. But yeah, you're up, Lisa. Well, thank you for allowing me to share. In addition to Echo, I am a professional speaker and mm. I talk about gamification, humor and play. So that's mainly what I, I talk about. And I can be found at Lisa Jones Live. And I'm also working on a book about gamification as well. But it's not finished yet, so I can't give you links for that yet. <laughs> Darn, no sneak peeks. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us today. It's been awesome. It really has been. You guys are delightful, very inspiring, and I look forward to seeing all of the works that you guys produce as a collective, but also individually. Deb, I want that newsletter. Just go to rejectivenewsletter.com and subscribe. We would love to have you. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll include that in our links for the description as well. I should have said my link, my personal for my author stuff is myheartfeltmeditations.com. That's okay. After this podcast episode, feel free to send anything additional that you might have forgotten. We'll make sure that it gets in there. Any final message that you guys would like to share with the audience? Anything at all? Never give up. Never give up. There is hope. There's opportunity. There are conversations to be had. And there's a wealth of joy to be found just in the person sitting next to us. And just never give up that realization that there, there is a better, a better moment. We can unlock our full creative potential if we remember to embrace playtime. And just remember, you're important and you matter. Life is a choice. Choose well and thrive in all things in life. And happiness and joy begin with us. Don't blame anyone else. It's all our responsibility. A joyful mission. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us on Are You Happy Podcast. For all of our listeners, we'll see you next time. And Echo People, we love you. Thank you guys. Have the best week of your lives. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having The Are You Happy Hour and Are You Happy Hotline are brought to you by Are You Happy Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy? The docuseries can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy? The Happy Hour.